guys, welcome back to the Allergic to Grace podcast. I'm Victoria. And I'm Whitney. We're so glad you joined in to listen today. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about Leviticus chapters 19 through 20. But to pick up where we left off last week, let's quickly recap what we saw in 18 and the first half of 19. So in the last episode, we read God's laws about sexuality and sexual relations. This included homosexuality, bestiality, and incest. We learned what God's laws were about child sacrifice. We also discussed why these laws were put into place and talked about God's holiness, a recurring theme here in Leviticus, in case you haven't picked up on that. We talked about loving our neighbor and what that meant, and we actually got into quite a heavy discussion about this. Oh, we sure did. Completely unplanned. Unplanned. And that's why, like, last episode, it was like an hour and a half long. It was so long. And we had to cut it short. So that's why we're, like, picking back up in, like, the middle of 19 and doing the rest of that episode today. Because we got into a very long, lengthy conversation about gossiping and about holding grudges and and having hate mm -hmm. in your heart and what it really means to love your neighbor as yourself. Which, you know, I still think is a concept that is difficult to explain difficult to grasp and also very difficult to carry out absolutely absolutely everybody on the road today Mm -hmm. i wanted to say very bad things about and may have Mm -hmm. yeah and just how much easier it is to to give into that and to not how ingrained in our nature it is to not love our neighbor but you know i go back and i listen to our last episode and i i talk about well how much easier would it be if you just let it go right right like okay but how do you do right and then i'm like yeah but how do you do that like just how do you just do that (laughs) i would like to know wherein comes god's strength and prayer (laughs) yes so man loving your neighbor this is gonna be a fun episode Loving your neighbor as yourself basically just means that you care for others' well-being and their, you know, ups and their downs just the same as you do yourself. Absolutely. And that's very that's something that's very difficult to to do, especially when you're surrounded by people who are crap. Right. And like we and we talked about <laughs> last time. I'm crap, so I mean it's whatever. It's guilty as charged. Right. And like and last time, like we talked about especially when it's someone you think that has wronged you or Oh yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. Made you unhappy in any way. You know what this is? You know, the feeling that I've had this entire week is spiritual warfare. It has to be. Mm -hmm. It has to be. Mm -hmm. Because I was like so uppity and happy. And I was like, this would be great if I could do this. And like, yes, let's head down this road. And then boom. I feel like this week I've just been like, I've been like, you know, like if I could put. It's not really words, more of like an onomatopoeia, like a th- 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 sound of. I don't want to feel that way. You're just like on edge. Yeah. You're just angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of things. Yeah. But anyway, let's get into this. Let's get into this episode. So that maybe we can be better. <laughs> kind of like how the for the Israelites, their new day started in the evening. Really, our new week starts on, on Thursday evening. All right. So, <laughs> starting fresh for this week. <laughs> and I guess for all of you listening, it is the new week because it's it Monday. It's Monday. Yes. Well, if you listen on Mondays. Mm-hmm. But if it's not Monday and it's some other day, welcome to your new week. That's correct. Today, <laughs> it starts over. It starts over. Don't ask me about my stuttering. It just keeps happening. I told you, this episode's <laughs> going to be fun. I, every time there's one of those, me going, <laughs> that's exactly what the sound is. I don't know how or why I do it. It just happens. <laughs> it's it's better than me getting stuck on like an Can R I, word. What did I say? Seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> I hate myself. 
Hey guys, welcome to the Allergist to Grace podcast. This is an introductory episode. Oh, that's so cringy. Oh. oh my gosh. If you haven't gone back and listened to our earlier episodes when we were still... Consider yourselves warned. Right? <laughs> Starting out and like getting the hang of this podcasting One thing. microphone. One microphone. We didn't use like a like an input device or anything like that it was like on my recorder on no my, editing oh, no <laughs> editing absolutely no editing which we still don't edit our episodes we edit the things that we should probably take out that aren't appropriate or like side conversations or, or like you know like you know my cat comes in and, and does something weird or my dog's snoring in the background or you know long awkward pauses when we're trying to read our notes and figure out or if we want to look up something that we didn't think to look up until that very moment yes like the time that they were actually in egypt for yes (laughs) but anyway if if you've been here since the beginning we appreciate you you yeah for sticking with us thank you for listening to us grow they're not that they're so annoying and like we're cringy but we're not that cringy anymore yeah well Anyway, Anyway. so chapter 19, what verse did we leave off on? (laughs) We left off on verse 19. (laughs) Look at that. Did you do that on purpose? No. No. Look at the Holy Spirit. Okay. 19 is talking about you shall keep what? Because it it starts a whole new section. It does. That's why. It's a whole new section. You shall keep my statues. You shall. (laughs) What? (laughs) Oh my God. The Statue of Liberty, the Statue of David, the... Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) You shall keep my statutes. You shall not let your cattle breed with a different kind. You shall not sow your field with two kinds of seed, nor shall you wear a garment of cloth made of two kinds of material. So this one's kind of out of the blue. You know, we're still talking about those moral things that you should and should not do. You know, chapter 18 was talking about the sexual immorality that, you know, what they should morally not do. And then 19 kind of goes into how you should be treating your neighbors, you know, how you should be holding yourself to a higher standard, not holding those grudges and like doing all that stuff. And now we're kind of getting into like what you shouldn't do in terms of farming and livestock and your clothes and yeah things these really kind of go back to what the pagans would do yeah that's what i was gonna say is is that really 19 through what is it 30 is it 37 38 really is showing how the nation as a whole should keep themselves separate or distinct or holy compared to the cultures and the nations that are surrounding them yeah so like these aren't necessarily things that should be practiced today you know how last episode we kind of went on like a whole tangent about how some of these things that we're talking about still apply today absolutely these things don't really apply today you know the pagans used to think that mixing seeds and mixing linens and all these things came like some sort of magical power Mm. it gave them you know more ability to do whatever why though Um, i don't know but i guess um, it's kind of like when you mix sauces buffalo and ranch so like it's so it's the pagan customs are no longer an issue in our society so we shouldn't have we don't have to like not mix right, our these types yeah clothes and, and yeah mm-hmm. i didn't have another i was gonna say no nothing yeah oh this is funny that's not really funny but <laughs> it's from enduring word it says 
Um, however, in our modern age, talking about blending of things, blurring of lines. However, in our modern age, there are important distinctions that have become blurred and things Christians must not participate in. The present day blurring of distinctions between genders should be resisted. Hmm. Don't mix your cattle. And there's a good reason why you shouldn't do that, too. For an example, um, mixing like your different seeds and stuff together. If you have any idea about what farming does, like if you ever, you know, want to have a homestead or anything like that, you want to take seeds that are closest to the original line as possible because that's going to give you the most fruit, the most, you know, whole yeah I feel. you want like, the, OG, like it's supposed the og to be. basically yeah so if you get like something that's like hybrid or if you accidentally breed two types of tomatoes together you could diminish your yield they could come out tasting funky yeah you know they could attract other bugs that yeah. other plants it's, normally repel it, it's kind of like making copies yeah. almost like when you take your original and you make a copy oftentimes the copy is going to be faded and not nearly a high as high in quality yeah. as what the original would be. Yeah. Two, at the same time, if we look at animals, if you breed a donkey with a horse, you get a mule. Mm -hmm. And nine times out of ten, that mule is sterile. Like, they are not oh. 100% Interesting. what they're supposed to be, yeah. you know, because they mm -hmm. were mixed with two separate types of breeds. Like, yeah. they're not different breeds. What are they? They're different not species. species. They're different species, I feel. Almost. I don't know. It breaks my down point. into like kingdoms and species and like geo care. whatever. It's like, you know, yeah. It wasn't bred with a horse. It was a not horse a horse and a horse, horse and a donkey was not bred with a donkey. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you breed a donkey and a horse, you get a mule and the mules are sterile. Kind of like um, how all calico cats are females. Mm. It's the same thing. Okay. Did you also know that all white cats are deaf? Like pure white? Mm -hmm. I did not. Mm -hmm. I had a white cat. He was deaf. Really? And he was just born that way because he's a white cat. It's probably some genetic mutation. It's kind of like keeping... Incest. Probably. It's kind of like keeping the thing, you know, the the lines pure so that the the way God intended the animal to be, the way God yeah. intended the plant to be, does its function. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And I also feel like it's probably a parallel to how the Israeli people are not to breed with the pagan societies. Yeah. People outside of their Israelite community. Don't mix. Yeah. Gross. Right. Just like, like when they go into even in the New Testament, when they're talking about marriage, like you shouldn't yoke yourselves with someone who does not believe the same things that you do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So mixing of things, it degrades the quality. Yeah. I mean, you may get maybe. Well, no, I was going to say maybe quantity wise, maybe more, but quality over quantity. I don't know. Anyway, depends. So there we go. Anything else? Mm -mm. Yeah. Um, 20 through 22 says, if a man lies sexually with a woman who is a slave assigned to another man and not yet ransomed or given her freedom, a distinction shall be made. They shall not be put to death because she was not free, but he shall bring his compensation to the Lord to the entrance of the tent of meeting, a ram for a guilt offering. And the priest shall make an atonement for him for the ram of the guilt offering before the Lord for his sin that he has committed. And he shall be forgiven for the sin that he has committed. Mm -hmm. Basically, so, what this is saying that, you know, a man that slept with or had sexual relations with a what did they say a slave girl a slave mm -hmm. female was not a capital offense but it was still considered to be a, it was still considered to be something that needed to be atoned for in yeah. the eyes of god yeah so enduring word says this deals with a woman who is a concubine in the sense that she was a slave girl who is eligible to be married 
The situation described, a slave girl is engaged to marry a free man, and then a different man has sex with her. Normally, the penalty was death, but because the woman was a slave and was presumed to be not free or to resist, as in guarded by her father, Mm -hmm. the penalty was not death. Yet because of the rape, she was not marriable to her fiancé, so he must be reimbursed, the punishment mentioned. Then the moral guilt would be settled by sacrifice, and presumably the man who had sex with her would be obliged to marry her. So if she was not a slave, if this was like, I don't know, Abraham's daughter or something, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and she was betrothed to be married and somebody came and tried to rape her, she could refuse and the father could go kill that guy. Mm -hmm. And or if he was successful, he would be put to death. Yeah. And then Abraham or the girl's father would be responsible for finding her another husband. Yeah. And didn't you just say he would be reimbursed for... Yeah, he'd be ransomed. Like, he would have to give back whatever. And then he's going to die. Yeah. Mm -mm -mm. Basically, I think we learned about it back, like, way back in Leviticus. Maybe it was Exodus. Um, He had to pay her the difference of marrying off a undefiled woman. Yes to a defiled yeah i think that was exodus something Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. um but because she's a slave she can't refuse the guy because she has no protector Mm -hmm. and so essentially it is what it is yes unfortunately and because she's a slave he doesn't get put to death yeah but he does have to marry her if he's not already married or take her he probably because remember we talked about what constitutes someone being a slave or going into slavery yeah not I, I don't want to say modern slavery but not the slavery that oh, we yeah, think no. about somebody voluntarily went into slavery to provide for themselves yeah because like um say you know a girl didn't have any brothers and her family died and she was by herself yeah she could sell herself basically into servitude yeah to be, to be provided and protected for yeah. so my guess is that if the, she wouldn't be going as a if if she were not going as a wife, I had to do it that well so I could get myself together here. If she were not going as a wife, maybe going being, for lack of a better term, quote unquote, sold to another, yeah, male or another whatever free man, mm-hmm. another free man, yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting. It's kind of plopped down here in the middle of all this plant stuff. It is. It's weird. I wonder why the placement's I weird. Don't know. Um, 23 through 25 mm-hmm. says when you come into the land and plant any kind of tree or food then you shall regard its fruit as forbidden three years it shall be forbidden to you it must not be eaten and in the fourth year all of its fruit shall be holy an offering of praise to the lord but in the fifth year you may eat of its fruit to increase its yields yield for you i am the lord your god mm-hmm. so this is talking about planting in the promised land yes um My study section of my Bible says, In the land of the promise, the fruit of the tree must not be eaten for the first three years. In the fourth year, it is holy in the offering to the praise of the Lord. Only in the fifth year can it be eaten. Forbidden literally means uncircumcised. And so the law of the land is being compared to circumcision. As a child is not to be circumcised before the eighth day, so as the fruit on a tree is not to be plucked or eaten after until after the third year. Okay. It's kind of like that guy, the guy with the lemon tree who like, did this he didn't he planted a lemon tree he didn't do anything with it for three years on the fourth year he donated all of his lemons to the church as like a offering to god and on the fifth year all of his lemons grew like human size head size like it was ridiculous crazy the size of lemons but it was only that tree that he did it with that that happened to 
so if you haven't seen that look it up it's cool (laughs) interesting yeah um i also think this is this has to do to if you look at it from like a horticultural perspective um not eating the fruit like the first fruits like the yield from the first year that it yields fruit Mm -hmm. and waiting until it goes through a couple cycles lets the the plant establish itself and so when you do start harvesting things it's more likely to give you more yield yeah because it has been established rather than it just being like okay you came in you cleaned it off after the first year it hasn't had a full chance to like get to its mature size yeah so it's going to be depleting because they're trying to rep like exactly produce those fruits Mm -hmm. so it makes complete sense absolutely and think about too like remember we talked about mixing seeds and mixing blah 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 maybe that period of time because they're coming into the promised land was also like a cleansing slash purging period for the land Yeah. yeah to kind of like reset i guess because if you remember we'll get to it but like once they enter the promised land they still live off mana and quail for like 40 years yeah, a while god still provides for them while they get themselves established mm-hmm. i mean it's a long haul and we'll we'll get there but, <laughs> but yeah okay this is one of my favorite parts <laughs> um actually no wait yeah, it is. Okay. You shall not eat any flesh with blood in it. You shall not interpret omens or tell fortunes. Mm-hmm. You shall not round off the hair on your temples or mar the edges of your beard. You shall not make any cuts on your body for the dead or tattoo you- tattoo yourselves. I am the Lord. Okay. So 26 through 31, um, we have all of these pagan practices. Yeah. So eating blood. We've already talked extensively about. about, Yeah, we're just gonna move over that. So interpreting omens and telling fortunes. Um, this one is kind of interesting because people still do this crap. Absolutely, they do. They make TV shows about it, and it's kind of like terrifying, right? I was gonna say, like God says, don't mess around with that for a reason because it's real. Yeah, it's yeah, it's real, and like the the people, quote unquote, people you think you're talking to is definitely not not the people you think they are. Amens. I'll give you a hint. They don't. Oh gosh, <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. I keep seeing like these videos with the with the woman. She has like the the rods. No, nope. talking about. No, nope. I know exactly. I have the and like they cross. No, and, like, I'm like I can't. No, like this- like she keeps asking questions, and I'm Mm-mm. like, bro. No, to me, like the supernatural world absolutely fascinates me, but I would never. It's Mm-mm. just beyond the corner of your eye. Never. Like, it's- just beyond the corner of your eye. Have you ever heard that saying? I haven't, but now that I have, I have the chills and Yeah. So you remember Mm-mm. when who was it? Was it Jacob? No. No, Jacob. Oh yeah. When he was coming and like and the camp and he, God revealed to him the camp. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's just like that, except it's demonic. The, right, the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah. Like because God had his camp there and he revealed he opened his eyes to see his camp. Mm-hmm. But like the other side of that spectrum is all around us all the time. Yeah. Right. Well, I heard, I can't remember if it was one of the pastors of the church that told us this story, or if it was something I read online, or if it was something I saw online, there were these missionaries, I forget where they were. Mm -hmm. But it was him and his wife, and they were in this hut, like in the middle of like, the jungle, I think, and they were surrounded, they were there to teach the people about God and to bring them the gospel and everything. And, um, 
the night it was a night and the tribes or the tribe had surrounded this little hut that they lived in and they were absolutely terrified i mean and they were knew that they were there and that if they were killed that they were going to be going home to god and everything yeah but they said they just prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and eventually like they made it through the night mm-hmm. and they looked out i don't know if it was the ne- it was the next morning or whenever it wasn't they like the tribes people were just gone they were just gone they just were not there and so you know they left and then came back years and years and years later and one of the um leaders of the tribe you know was there and he was talking with the pastor or whatever or the missionary whoever yeah. he was and he was like why didn't you you know that night what stopped you why did you guys leave he said are you kidding he said there was a giant like i think he said i can't remember how he described it but it was basically a giant angel. like they were surrounded by giant angels with flaming swords oh and they were absolutely terrified good and ran off because they thought for sure that they were gonna die the tribesmen i mean that just goes to show like it's there yeah it's real just because you can't see it doesn't mean that it is not there yeah it's kind of like when we got dug down into the that Mm. rabbit hole about angels and like what they do Mm -hmm. and like all of that stuff i was listening to a lecture by rc sproul because he's up near from where you're from Mm -hmm. and he was talking about a mining accident that happened and these two guys were stuck down in the mines and they couldn't find them and it took like days for them to be found and basically they thought they were dead and like they had like a hiatus on the looking but like basically when they came out both of the guys quit their jobs gave their life to christ and became pastors because he said it was a thousand percent angels that saved us yeah and like they could describe them and like to tell them what they did Mm -hmm. and like have the conversations like everybody thought they were crazy but like yeah it's there and it's real and so like if you if you believe that the angels and everything like that like think about the shadrach meshach and abednego right i was just thinking of that Mm -hmm. who's that who's that fourth guy in there walking around he looks like a god exactly like Like, they're there if you believe that the angels are there you also have to accept the reality that the other end of the spectrum the fallen angels are there as well absolutely they are and of course they're the ones that are roaming the earth they're not here by god Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. don't mess around with it don't you're not talking to aunt Susie. no it's not and especially if she was in christ she's not here anymore nope nope Mm -mm. anyway don't do it are you like one of those people that gets like that heavy feeling i'm talking about uh this is gonna sound so cheesy and judge me if you want and listeners judge me if you want i feel like i'm very sensitive to that type of stuff right like very and i think my son is also very sensitive to that type of stuff like i feel like i can walk in somewhere and i can feel it and and i will just immediately start praying like because mm -mm, no Cause like okay maybe you don't know the answer to this and it's kind of like a sidetrack moment because I'm just having these, these are my faves right so what do you think happens to people who are not in Christ who basically don't go to heaven after they die they go to hell they go to hell so you don't think do you think they're here anymore do you think no. s- part of that is like I don't, they're bound here forever no I don't think I think that goes into like I mean I don't know much about like purgatory and everything I think that when, so you think every of the dark like, demonics they're demons like yeah I don't think angels. it's actual people I absolutely don't okay. because I don't know I just and maybe we'll get to it later in the bible when we study it I just believe that when you die you go to like and you say, you know, you Head ask or, or whatever, yeah. is my name in the book of life? And yeah. they look, and if your name's not there, 
you're gone. Like that's it. Like once you die, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, there's no more chances. Yeah. Like unless you're a child who is not old enough to recognize or to realize, you know what I mean? And to make a conscious decision and understand and that type of thing. Because remember well, all God's children. Yeah. And remember, like God knows your heart. So like mm-hmm. once you go and you realize, oh my gosh, all those things that I heard on that podcast, all those things that my friends were talking about were was real. It's too late. Yeah. Like, like, unfortunately for you, I never knew you. Oh, gosh. It gives me chills because it makes me so sad yeah. for the people that don't. Because it's so easy and life would just be so much better for you. Yeah. Regardless of what you're going through, I'm sure that it hurts and it's hard. But God is there for you. Yeah. And he will bring. We have seen him bring how many people out of terrible, terrifying situations so far. And we're only, what, three two and in. three quarter books yeah. in? Like. Yeah. Yep. I mean, now so, I I don't know what it was like before Jesus, like when you died, where you went of that place. That I don't place, know what that was I like. Remember. I forget what it was called. It was basically like, a, like yeah, that. it was basically like a holding place. Yeah. I don't know what it was like there. Probably like a purgatory. But I think now since yeah, like an open space. Yeah. Just, just there. Nothing. Waiting and hanging out until Jesus came and. Yeah. I don't know anyway so interpreting omens telling fortunes basically you know some people would use the stars some people would use i don't know rocks uh whatever right i'm probably i'm sure that there were like fake versions or demonic versions of the um and probably all kinds of things i i I didn't do a lot of research on that just because it's like mm. no don't want to get into it no (laughs) no no thank you Mm -mm. um so the cutting hair around your face uh the the not cutting your hair or cutting your hair around your face cutting your beards um no cuts on your body for the dead and tattoos that was all stuff that they did in mourning the pagans Mm mm-hmm and I think there was something about the hair. Yeah, it was also you could tell which gods a person worshipped by the way that the they ta- cut their hair. The, their yes, and then their tattoos um, were used to honor like their whatever gods and yeah, wait. were used in communicating with the dead and the uh, the hair. The Gentiles did either for the worship of the devils or idols to whom young men used to consecrate their hair, being cut off from their heads, as others people wrote or in funerals to immoderate Im- mornings immoderate i don't know what that word means um but this is where you get like those uber jews <laughs> with the curls oh their yeah that makes sense with like mm-hmm. the curls down by their that looks ridiculous I think this is just one of those things mm-hmm. that they took and ran with. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm Again. sure that now that you say that, it makes it makes sense. You're not supposed to cut around the like the fa- your face, mm-hmm. and that's why they have like those long. That makes a lot of sense. It makes a <laughs> lot of sense to me. Absolutely. That's... And I can only imagine like what Jesus encountered, like with these people, and he's just like, how did he not just reach out and go, yoit? Right? Like, how did he not explain? Like, that's not what that means like you don't have to do that you know like yeah i feel like a lot of things were just so i feel like too like badly interpreted i was gonna say this is where like too he's trying to teach the people discernment yes <laughs> because that's discernment is like yes it's discernment is definitely a spiritual gift one of the spiritual gifts but it's also a skill that like you can you can learn yeah you yeah. can learn and you can make i don't make better does that make sense yeah you know yeah, yeah. absolutely I, y- yes 
so the deep gashes like no cuts on your body for the dead um mm-hmm. they would do this while mourning for the death of a relative um they said it was done to provide the quote-unquote lifeblood for the mm-hmm. spirit of the dead person um rather to than to express sorrow so like god says blood is in the life no the life is in the blood right mm-hmm. so each individual person's life is in their blood mm-hmm. that's kind of why you're not supposed to eat it right it's very holy because he is the giver and the taker of life not you exactly so by doing this they're saying hey take my blood come back and that's not how yeah. it works mm-hmm. exactly <laughs> so no cuts on your body and then the tattoos indicated um that one was a particular slave to it like a particular deity like they would get tattoos of their gods on them and they're supposedly slaves to that god or whatever that's why people they're not supposed to get tattoos i feel like this too is something that has you know they took and ran took and ran with because tattoos nowadays they're not like it's it was the condition in which israel was currently in right and like that's not right so bible tv says they were not to mark their bodies with tattoos as a way to show their pagan religiosity. religiosity. Mm-hmm. Jews show their distinct religious belief with holy behavior and faithful practice of their religion. And again, I think the whole tattoos thing just, number one, sorry, we have all learned thus far that God knows your heart. Like, yeah. So if you're getting a tattoo to worship a pagan deity or whatever, I mean, like, if you're getting face gonna tattoos know, of horns and 666, like, right, exactly, exactly. Don't do that. And the, I mean, and I'm not just saying that because I myself have tattoos. Yeah, like, I have tattoos. You know, yeah. I mean, there's not, my brother is going to seminary and he's covered <laughs> in tattoos and you know yeah it's not again i think it's one of those things that they took and ran with yeah but like now you know you're supposed to treat your body as a temple Mm -hmm. so like the whole tattoos thing it worked for israel in the condition that they were in while they were in the wilderness and going into the promised land to keep them separate from the pagans exactly so like now that we have christ now that we're on this side of the cross it does not matter right it's not what you put on your body it's not what you put in your body it's what comes out that makes you holy mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so that's what jesus said right or defiles you it's what comes out that no, defiles you not what something goes in. like that something like that <laughs> basically it's okay if you have tattoos as long as it was not in honor of the devil yes in my um, opinion anyway i mean but i can also see on the other side where people are like if god wanted you to have a mark you would be born with a mark i get that too yeah it's not if you want to have tattoos have tattoos. if it's in the right your mind and your heart are in the right place have tattoos if you don't want to have tattoos don't have tattoos yeah um i saw i read something i didn't write it down i have like a note but i can't remember exactly what it said it said culture is ever changing Mm -hmm. so what things mean in our culture day today is not necessarily what they meant six thousand years ago (laughs) you know yeah right so like it's i mean it's not even just the same as for like that i mean think about fashion too yeah like things people we were just talking about the sequin purses today oh my gosh like and that was just to 20 years ago sure listen every time we're here recording that squirrel's out there and i love him i just saw i was i've been wondering i've been wondering where he was this entire time we've been sitting here because i hadn't seen him yet he's just late you better get home your wife wants to know where you are um but like you're exactly right it's ever-changing like having a tattoo now means something completely different Mm -hmm. than what it did then yeah you know yeah even like if you think back to i don't know the ear piercing if you had a certain ear pierced it meant a certain thing but now it's not a thing like that's not a yeah you know yeah i'm I'm sure that's not where you're going when like 
you know, like the 17, 1600s when like women would not show any skin. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. And again, I'm sure that came off of something that yes. they took the the Pharisees or the Jews or whatever or the Israel took and ran with. Yeah. Like early Christian yeah, church. And- like I'm pretty sure Jewish women still can't show their true hair in public. Okay, they can wear married, a wig. Yeah. They can wear a married, wig. They can't. But they can't show their real hair. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't either. I forget I'm why. I'm fascinated by it though. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> There's that. So that's the whole hair tattoos. Thank you, Jesus, situation. for letting me live on this side of the cross. Oh, seriously. Amen. If that if nine if eighteen and nineteen is like not eighteen in particular, but nineteen it was very convicting for me. So like if oh, it's if so I have to be grateful for living it. on this side of the cross, right? This is, this is a uh, chapter. Mm-hmm. Because like the, you know, these are all sins. You know, if yep. you do these things, they're all sin. So you have to go and atone for your sin. But like, how many animals? <laughs> I would have to be there every single freaking day. I, like, but know? then again, maybe I would be better because I don't like killing animals. I don't like anything that has to do with anything innocent being that if I had to do that, maybe I would. I'm sorry. Did you forget about Jesus? No. He was innocent. He absolutely was. I still, I like that whole, um, it was like that story about that guy and his or that dad and his son going camping and about how, you know, basically when you're in Christ, you don't want to sin because it's literally like putting him through it all over again. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know what story you're talking about. So the guy, his his a dad and his son went camping and the son wanted to go out in the boat. But the dad said that the waters were like alligator infested so the boy waited till the dad went to sleep he went out on the boat got stranded was like freaking out the dad came in saved him was obviously like beaten like bitten all torn up from these alligators brought the son back out to the thing and it was just like okay i saved you and then the son goes right back out and does it again (laughs) you know like you have to think about it in that sense yeah you know and i think that's something too that you have to keep at the forefront of you have you to do. make a conscious effort to think about that you do because you're not here slaughtering animals that's what i'm saying is like it's easy and i can't speak for everybody but it's easy for that for myself i'll be honest like to forget yes it's yep. not something that i think about all the time and when i do well baby you know you've gotten my you team's get, messages it's it. like <laughs> i suck i'm terrible <laughs> like why and that just makes what he did uh yeah Mm -hmm. here we go one of those moments that we were just talking about anyway so moving on do not profane your daughter by making her a prostitute lest the land fall into prostitution and the land become full of depravity you shall keep my sabbaths and reverence reverence my sanctuary i am the lord so this is basically talking about ritual prostitution yeah um which i feel like was very much a thing even in jesus's day absolutely especially if you had an unmarried daughter you were strapped for money strapped for cash and you needed something Mm -hmm. sell her into prostitution prostitution. i mean it's the same thing now like the sex trafficking sex trade like i mean it this still exists today it might not be as easy to find and easily as visible but it's absolutely still happening jesus is coming back soon yes yes he is i saw something about the rapture today apparently it's not what we think it is what do you mean i'm probably not today not right now no (laughs) remind me tomorrow okay this one's also one of my favorites (laughs) 
Do not turn to mediums or necromancers. Do not seek them out. And so make yourselves unclean by them. I am the Lord your God. Mm -hmm. So this is, again, going back and talking about like the omens and the fortunes, where it's like the omens and the fortunes is like saying, okay, there's an alligator alligator in the castle. That's an omen from God that you shouldn't be in power. Let's coo you, you know? Mm -hmm. And then the telling the fortunes, like reading your palms, horoscopes, tarot card, horoscopes. Yeah. Yeah. Say it again. Horoscopes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 1,000% because where do you think astrology came from? Seriously. So the Nephilim. Mediums, it came from the Nephilim. Mediums okay. and the necromancers. Those are the ones that we were kind of alluding to before. What spirits are you actually talking to? Those mediums like, okay, mm-hmm. Long Island medium. Come on. Nope. Um, all of those things. Like if you have people come in and be like, yep, you definitely have a spirit in here. They want the lipstick that's on the counter. Even like, still to this day, if somebody whips out a Ouija board, you turn around and you start to pray because no get out we are don't not touch it playing don't them get games around. like those things are real well and and they can attach to you yeah like and that's one thing children too. are most susceptible i literally put my hand on my son's head every single night while he's asleep and just pray for protection because they can they absolutely can and especially like if it's somebody who's missing who feels like they're missing something in their life jesus something else filling that void seriously and during word says something about mediums it says these were ways pagans sought to contact the dead or other spirits this was a doorway into the occult and strictly forbidden those who seek after these things are defiled by them um the word for familiar spirits comes from the root word meaning to know oh yeah this is a good one to attempt to know what god has not what has not thought proper to reveal is a sin against his wisdom, providence, and goodness and mercy, great mercy. God has given, God has hidden the knowledge of futurity from man and given him hope in the expectation of future good in its place. We have talked about this so like, much offline so much and so many times mm-hmm. because you have to be so careful because even in like I found in doing my research for this podcast, you can fall into holes of things that like we don't know the answers because God probably doesn't want us to know the answers. Yeah. Like we don't need to know the answers. Like you just have to be super careful with that space um aliens right like there's a reason like there's a reason we don't know the devil's backstory right i don't want to i mean i'm curious but i'm not going to go searching for it if i ever need to know god will reveal it i mean we kind of need to know his backstory yeah we don't know the details but like you know yeah in some near eastern societies such mediums would dig a hole in the earth to symbolize a grave and then put offerings in it to attract the attention of the person whom the medium desired to contact (laughs) Uh, okay so you're giving sacrifices you're giving um offerings to and i think this too also where some of like the where some of like the place and cuts on your body comes from too is is that you're giving your your using your blood and like source mm -hmm. yep no if you miss your grandma and you want to talk to her pray to god pray to god pray to god do not go out and try to talk to her because you are not going to find her no that I just feel like I can't stress enough that that's just not something you play around. <laughs> Wait, let me ask you this then. <clears throat> Another random thought hole. <laughs> Do you think that your loved ones visit you in your dreams? Yeah, I think. And I mean, I could be wrong, but I think so. I mean, God says, I forget where in the Bible it says that like from heaven, they can see us. 
I don't like that. They, I mean, I'm sure not all the time, but like <laughs> they can see you. Yeah. And I really believe that when God knows you need some encouragement and knows you need some hope and knows you're having a hard time that like, I don't know. I always think of like Cardinals. Yes. You know, like yes. I always think of Cardinals. Oh, we talked and, like, about this the other day, like things acting outside of their nature. Yeah. Like and, dragonflies. Yes. And even like random stuff. Okay. I'll share this story with with you guys i don't know if i've ever told you the story or not so i lost my husband in 2017 and i was the day after it happened I, of course i had absolutely nothing to wear to like yeah the service so like my son had nothing to wear to the service like yeah. so i had to go and buy something like it was just it was it was an awful time an yeah. awful time because you had to be in public like everyone around sucks. you is living it their sucks. lives everyone around you shopping and you're looking for something to wear to a funeral, a funeral. like yeah. it's awful it sucks. and i'm flipping through stuff like i just don't want i don't know my mom was with me but i just kind of like wanted to be by myself like wanted to do be alone with whatever and we used to joke and laugh about the song africa by toto mm -hmm. like all the time used to joke like oh yeah like this is gonna be our wedding song or like i'm gonna put these lyrics in my vows and blah 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 yeah. i had heard absolutely positively no music the entire time we were into the store went into the dressing room to try on a dress that song came over the speaker when you were alone mm -hmm. <laughs> in the dressing room like i really think that when you need like those little nuggets that he gives them to you and i don't know i feel like yeah that i your loved ones can yeah or god is giving you a message and you know yeah in that way i mean they did have to have they did have dream interpreters like like god sends you things in your dreams mm -hmm. joseph moses right not moses joseph. abraham joseph who's joseph oh yeah joseph, joseph. <laughs> the dream i baked you a cake mary <laughs> we don't have an oven yeah you see how that looks <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh. okay <laughs> super long rabbit hole yes anyway sorry <laughs> long story short yes i think so no mediums whether no that mediums, is right no i don't go out seeking it no sorry, no no and like i think that's where you draw the line like if you go out looking for somebody to tell you hey yes i'm talking to your dead grandmother like that person is a a robber they're stealing money from you and they're probably lying and two they're not talking to your grandmother if they are talking to somebody because i wholeheartedly believe people out there do have those gifts that they can absolutely absolutely see beyond the veil and i'm but sure like, like oh but, but how did they know that this happened well supernatural beings we can't always see them doesn't mean they can't always see you seriously you know that's also why spiritual warfare is a thing <laughs> stay away from it bottom line we should do a whole episode on that seriously that's so interesting i and like when i tell you the supernatural world fascinates me and terrifies me all at the same yeah. time mm -hmm. like I mean, and we like, even think like, about God. Like, we want God to talk to him. God to talk to us himself. No, Moses, you tell him to never talk to us again. He can talk to you and you can talk to us. Yeah. Like, you like, know? Even going back to the fact that God only reveals what he wants us to know. Like, he only reveals things to us that we need to know that he wants us to know. Which is why he sent the flood because the freaking Nephilim came down and taught them things they weren't supposed to know. And, you know, whatever. So if anyone ever comes up to you and it's just like, you know, how can you believe in a God that doesn't want you to know the, the being of the universe? Like, how do we came to be? Why would you want to believe in a God who does that? Look them dead in the face and be like, well, I remember a snake saying that once. Seriously. And look where we are. Like, it's just, mm -hmm. it is mm -hmm. what it is. 
right you, you don't just, need to go seeking just, anything other than god right it's just like one of those things like this is what god said you just have to accept it exactly and i think that's part two where a lot of faith comes in and that's where yeah. i will say you know i feel like when it comes to things like that it's just easier for me to accept because i don't know i don't want it to faith sound is like your I'm, spiritual gift yeah i was gonna say i don't want it to sound like i'm tooting my own horn because everybody has a spiritual gift but my spiritual gift is faith and stuff like that for people who have that spiritual gift i think is just easier it's just easier because you're you're just made that way yeah. you're just n- quite literally naturally inclined yeah to accept those types of things like i've never once gone to like a fortune teller when i've been in like I've never gone to a fortune teller, but like I've never once gone to a fortune teller. I felt the inclination to go to a fortune teller when I've been in like a really low place. And right. I'm like, is it going to get better? I need you to tell me it's going to get better because my faith in God, knowing exactly. that everything is working for my exactly. good is what makes me yes. know that it's going to get better. Exactly. You know, so mm-hmm. if it's not good, it's not the end. Correct. Type of situation. Mm-hmm. So. But again, this all goes back to the whole pagan society thing, necromancers, mediums, mm-hmm. fortune tellers, whatever the else, omen mm-hmm. things that they were th- yes. supposed to be not doing things. Correct. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> you shall stand up before the gray head and honor the face of the old man and you shall fear your God. I am the Lord. Respect your elders. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's where this comes from. Exactly. That's exactly where this comes from. I think anyway. And it's very straightforward. Like I it's just so too. Take care Um, of them, respect them. Yeah. That's it. Fear God. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know how else. Right. I don't have anything else to add to that. I think it's pretty (laughs) self-explanatory. Right. (laughs) Um, When a stranger adorns with you in your land, you shall do... Oh, my gosh. When a stranger... (laughs) Can you read it? I can't. When a stranger adorns with you in your land, you shall do... When a stranger sojourns with you in your land, you shall not do him wrong. You shall treat the stranger who sojourns with you as the native among you, and you shall love him as yourself, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Yes. Treating strangers properly. When I read this, I immediately thought back to Sodom and Gomorrah with the angels coming to see Lot. Yeah. And how the people treated them. Mm Mm-hmm. They wanted to basically yeah. gang rape them. Yeah. Like, that's what I thought about. That was definitely when I read this. not being kind. I mean, maybe they thought it was being kind, but that's no, not they, kind No, to they wanted to rape and kill them. Like, no. Nope. You know? Mm-mm. So, like, that's what I immediately thought of. What were you going to say? That's what I'm saying is, like, think about how, like, if you were a traveler, you were a sojourner, and you just came through the land of Canaan surrounded by all these pagan cities and pagan cultures being afraid and then all of a sudden you're among the israelites and you're being treated like you're one of them you're being treated kindly you're being treated fairly people are following the rules you would want to know why are you so different compared to everything else yeah that i have and they're like oh well because our god says and then what do you think that those people are going to do the chances of them deciding to follow god are much higher than it would be to worship and to do these other pagan things you know it's kind of like when somebody says you know that you can tell by outward actions and the way someone is is like whether or not they're a christian or whether they're not in christ because like if you've had a rough go of it and someone's being super nice to you and super kind to you and you're like why and you're not used to that and you're like why why are you so why are you doing this yeah but why is why is the immediate like response to somebody doing that to you like okay one what's wrong with you two i'm a burden like stop trying to be so nice to me (laughs) 
Yeah, and I think it would just have to go to go to the fact that they just didn't know Jesus and they were just surrounded by people who don't know or didn't know Jesus or God. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and then you have those people who you try to do nice things for and they don't accept it. Don't you even dare. You are I'm talking just about as you. bad. I, yeah, and I'm talking about you. You never let me do anything nice. <laughs> you never let me do anything no, nice No, that's for not you. true. I tried to buy you lunch today and you're like, no. I wanted an autumn Caesar salad. You're going to buy an autumn Caesar salad? No, you, there was no need. I could buy myself an autumn Caesar salad. And I did. My point made. And I did. And I did. I N D E P E N D E T. Do you know what that means? She got her own house. She got her own car. All right. <laughs> Don't even know if I spelled that right. We're not even through 19. And we're already at 50 minutes. All right. Let's go. So the end of 19 is you shall do no wrong in judgment in measures of length or weight or quantity. You shall have just balances, just weights, a just a fa. And I just hin. What? Oh, those are all measurements. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, and you shall observe all of my statutes and all of my rules and do them. I am the Lord. So it's talking about in terms of like dealings, dealings and being fair and yeah. not cheating anyone, basically. Yeah, being just in all of your interactions with people and all of your dealings with people and all of your transactions with people yeah. being just and try not to be such a crook. That's exactly steal. what it is. Crook is is the perfect word mm-hmm. for it. And then basically we have the end of it, which is like, you shall observe all of my statues, all of my rules and do them because I, I am, am the Lord. Lord. Plain and simple. Straightforward. Yes. On to chapter 20, which are. is <laughs> punishment for punishment. <laughs> is it bad that I enjoy this chapter? <laughs> I mean, I don't think so because I know what you mean by enjoy. <laughs> you don't enjoy like <laughs> enjoy. No. Nothing. I just keep like looking out. The- I'm gonna have to close the window fear- because your ADHD cannot focus. I am focused. Okay, chapter twenty. I'm participating. Punishments. I'm not looking. Punishments. I literally, I remember I was sitting in my office and I messaged you on Teams. I was like, I love verses one through five of chapter twenty. <laughs> so let's read them, shall we? We shall. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, say to the people of Israel, any one of the people of Israel or one of the strangers who, who sojourn in Israel, who gives any of his children to Molech, which if you remember from last episode, Molech. Yeah. Um, but if you don't, go well, back and listen to yeah. it. Um, shall surely be put to death. The people of, of the land shall stone him with stones. I myself will set my face against that man and will cut him off from among his people because he has given one of his children to Molech to make my sanctuary unclean and to profane my holy name. And if the people of the land do it all, and if the people of the land do at all close their eyes to that man when he has given, when he gives one of his children to Molech and do not put him to death, then I will set my face against that man and against his clan and will cut them off from among their people, him and all who follow him in whoring after Molech. Can you just hear the anger and just like the rage that God has against people who give their children as child sacrifices? Mm. Like, I, I, when I read this, this is why I love it so much, because I can hear the yeah, rage. feel it. 
that he has oh yeah like how like think about too like how much of a gift a child is especially in that day and age like how important it was to have children yeah and like god gives you a child and the first thing you're gonna do is sacrifice it to a pagan burn it seriously burn them to death like alive burn them alive uh, and and then bang drums over top of their screaming so that you don't have to hear it are you kidding me no this just uh it makes me it makes me sick yeah so punishment for child sacrifice is death straight to jail no (laughs) death you get stoned to death and if you see somebody who sacrifices their child to moloch and you don't do anything death god will kill you too he, he will kill the person who did it the people involved mm-hmm. themselves yeah. like and he will kill them himself like when he says i will turn my face against you cut you off from your people that means death mm-hmm. that doesn't mean banishment that doesn't mean exile that yep. means an untimely death and if you don't think that god can kill you in an instant you're wrong ask aaron's oldest sons seriously smite immediate immediately dead crisp immediately dead crisp I mean, Uzzo? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. He gives life and he can take it away. Absolutely. In two seconds. And if you don't, like, if you see him doing it and you don't punish him, like, you refuse to punish him. You're dead. You're dead. You're all dead. That's a great way to be like, hey, uh, don't do that, number one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Number two, it's a great way to keep people in line and Mm -hmm. telling the truth. So, six is talking about oh yeah here we go back to like the necromancers oh yeah if a person turns to mediums and necromancers whoring after them (laughs) i will set my face against that person and will cut him off from among his people consecrate yourselves therefore and be holy for i'm the lord your god keep my statutes and obey them i am the lord who sanctifies you for anyone who curses his father or his mother shall surely be put to death he has cursed his father or his mother his blood is upon him. So there's two things there. So turning yourself to necromancers, mediums, whatever, um, God is going to cut you off from your people. I will set my face against you, as in he's going to kill you. You'll have an untimely death. So a good example of this um, actually comes in the next couple of books, but we're going to talk about it for a second right here. So I think it's in First Samuel um, when Saul is at war I think. I don't remember who he's at war with, but he's at war mm-hmm. um, for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And he's the king at the moment. So Saul sneaks out in the middle of the night and goes to a necromancer to talk to Samuel because he's like, I need to know what to do. I need to know um, what basically the future holds. Right. And so he finds this necromancer. The necromancer's like, no, you're going to kill me. Like, I can't like, no. And he's like, I promise. I promise on the Lord. Hmm. that i won't kill you two big mistakes two big mistakes so she necromances and does whatever the heck she does and basically samuel comes forth and is talking to saul and like this vision or whatever right like the whatever Mm -hmm. and he's basically saying samuel saying to saul by this time tomorrow you'll be dead great you're gonna lose Mm -hmm. you know whatever and so of course, this scares Saul. So Saul goes back and he's in battle and basically he kills himself on his own sword. Um, and by that time, him and his sons were dead. And that's how David became king, which ultimately led to Jesus. Yep. I mean, God warned us here. Right I mean, here. he went to a necromancer. You, you had himself. an untimely death. Wonder what would have happened if you hadn't have done that. Right. It wouldn't have been God's plan, but still. Right. It wouldn't have been like this. <laughs> 
would not have been like this. No. So that's a good example of that. So if you go to a necromancer, if you go to a medium, dead. Straight to death. Straight to death. Straight to death. Starting too much Um, for sweaters. Nine. Jail. Nine. Yes. For anyone who curses his father or his mother, shall surely be put to death. He has cursed his father or his mother. His blood is upon him. Honor your parents. Honor your parents. But like that one is, is different. So it wasn't merely saying something bad about your parents. It was likely calling down of a death curse on them is what like cursing them cursing cursing them them. um enduring word says virtually all commentators agree this is not the outburst of a small child or given an adolescent against their parent but the settled heart of an adult child against their parents such intergenerational warfare was not to be tolerated and was punishable by death this was a crime against the family and the community i'm reading my notes on you're fine i'm also reading notes I don't really have much. Oh, okay. Um, about the shall surely be put to death says, even considering that this law applied to an adult child who threatened their parent, this was still a severe law. Yet, according to Deuteronomy, it was practiced in ancient Israel and had a built-in protection for the rights of the child. The parent did not have the right to carry out this punishment, but they had to bring the accused child before the elders and judges of the city. This meant that the parent, against all customs of that time, did not have the absolute power of life and death over their children. As a practical matter, the judges of Israel rarely, if ever, administered the death penalty in such cases, yet the child was held accountable. Um, His blood shall be upon him. This expression indicates that the person who committed the act is alone responsible for his own death. The blame cannot be shared with anyone else. So I think from what I gathered of it, it was like cursing, you know, like, yeah, because remember how how impactful a curse was in this time like we hear the curse the word curse now we're like oh a curse but then it was like remember god cursed adam and eve yeah god cursed ham you know think about how strong and how terrible saying those things were you know yeah my study section says cursing one's parents is not merely using condescending or abusive language towards them but refers to a serious breach of a child's duty to honor his or her parents it means to make light of something and is the exact opposite of honoring one's parents um i mean i feel like too it goes back to like noah and ham Mm -hmm. like to make light of their nakedness like to make light of something yeah to bring shame to bring shame yeah so exactly and then too you also have the flip side of that where it's like you know cursing them yeah like wishing death upon them and exactly. you know threatening yeah. them mm-hmm. so okay oh, so i have a list do you want to read these this episode's getting kind of long yeah no if you have a list let's do the list okay so we have um the punishments for the sexual immorality so if we go back to chapter 18 the punishments for all of those things that were listed the adultery the incest homosexuality like polygamy all of that stuff right um so if it was adultery if you were married i'm not saying if you it was adultery and you were if it married. was if it was adultery death to both parties okay the man and the woman okay that was cheating dead incest so if it was a son and a mother with incest, both parties are also put to death. death. If it was incest with a man and his daughter-in-law, both death. were put to death. Um, homosexuality, man, um, both men were put to death. Interestingly, in verse 13 of chapter 20, is exactly the same language as it is in 18. 
So that can't be construed. Mm-hmm. Don't get it twisted. Sleeping with a woman and her the, mother? The, no, the polygamy. So it takes a man, takes a woman and her mother, which refers back to chapter 18, verse 17. These were burned with fire. Mm-hmm. I had a question about this because it's going to pop up again. And like, I think it's our next episode. But um, I read a bunch of different things that were like, okay, are you like hot iron rotting them burned with fire or are you burning them at the stake? Like burning what, them what's alive. What's the verse? Let me see. If a man takes a woman and her mother also, it is depravity, depravity, and he shall be burned with fire. He and they shall be burned with fire, that there may be no depravity among you. What verse is that? Um, thirteen. Nope. Just kidding. Fourteen. Fourteen. Hold on. Uh, everything that I said, everything that I've researched, it kind of had two different things. Like some of them are like yes. They're burned at the stake, death penalties. Other people were like, this is an uh a sort of branding type of deal. That's what I was thinking was branding, but I honestly don't know. Hold on, there's a reference to Deuteronomy. Let me see what it says. 2723. I think I read that reference. No, oh, doesn't doesn't definitively say. I don't know. We don't have a, a definitive answer. A definitive biblical answer. I wanna say see. I wanna say burn at the stake. That's what I think too. I mean, it's it's listed as a capital crime, and so far the punishments for all of the capital crimes have been death. Yeah. So I want to say probably burn at the stake. Yeah. But why that one over everything else? You have a burning desire for multiple wives. Mm, that's true. <laughs> I mean, I'm I was just curious. Uh, I don't know. That was just something I thought. Just let me see. Nope. That's about. Yeah. I don't know. I would say death. Because everything else listed, the punishment listed for the capital crimes has been death. death. Yeah. Shining twins. Right. All right. Bestiality. Episode, by the way. Bestiality. Sex with an animal. Death for both the animal and the person. Death. Incest, as in the brother-sister incest, mm-hmm. you're cut off from your people. Okay. So a lot of things that I read said that the cutting off was actually execution or exile. Okay. Either way, death um sex while you're on your period cut both of them off okay like you're cut off from your people okay um incest with an aunt mm-hmm. you're to die childless incest with the brother's wife you are to die childless so dying childless was regarded as a tragedy in biblical times in a sense dying childless was a form of death because oh, the guilty yeah. party's name became extinct this says non-capital crimes which are the ones that we're listing were punished by public disgrace or banishment, as well as not having descendants listed or other punishments from God. Yeah, so the dying childless thing, if you had incest with your aunt or your brother's wife. Um, Womb closed. <laughs> well, yeah, but like this is talking specifically for the man because your your yeah. name, your family name would die. Would die, die. Mm-hmm. If they had existing children, it said that they were taken from them and adopted out. Oh, gosh. Like given to other families. Okay. Don't do you it. you will die childless. Bottom line, don't do it. <laughs> 2027, 26. Oh, yeah. 2027 is kind of weird because it stuck at the end of chapter 20. Um, so I'm going to skip to it for a minute. It says, a man or woman who is, an, who is a medium or a necromancer shall surely be put to death. They shall be stoned with stones. Their blood shall be upon them. So you can understand the necromancer that Saul went to saying, no, you're going to kill me. Mm-hmm being the king of the jews basically right god's people god's people 
Because make no mistake, everyone knew who God was, whether they say I didn't know him or not. Right. 22 through 26 is basically basically God saying, you know, keep all my statutes mm-hmm. or else I'll vomit you out of the land if you do all these things. Yeah. Um, keep yourself holy. Keep yourself separate from the land of Canaan for all those pagans are bad. Uh, <laughs> 24 says, but I have said to you, you shall inherit their land and I will give it to you to possess a land flowing with milk and honey. I am the Lord your God who has separated you from the peoples. You shall therefore separate the clean bees from the unclean, the the clean, unclean bird from the clean. You shall not make yourselves detestable by beast or bird or by anything which the ground crawls, which I have set apart for you to hold unclean. You shall be holy to me for I, the Lord, am holy and have separated you from the peoples that you shall be mine. And that was it. That's it. Follow the rules or die. <laughs> That's it. Not necessarily. You could also be exiled. Death. Because it, right? Think about it. Because, yeah, okay, you can be exiled, but what are the, what's the likelihood of you surviving in the desert alone? You no longer have the manna. You no longer have the quail. You're going to be surrounded by paganistic people whose, whose cultures and practices you probably don't participate in to a full extent because you were once a child of God. Yeah death probably they'd probably rather die slavery selling yourself into or that so what was our is it time i think it's time favorite verse i think it's time this episode went kind of long it did i think till you cut out the stuff it'll probably be about an hour yeah maybe even maybe even a little bit more but they're typically an hour 15 minutes so it'll be anyway what did we decide was our favorite verse we didn't know what did you say you had one I have one and then you tell me what you think. I have uh, 20 verse 22. You shall therefore keep all my statutes and all my rules and do them that the land where I am bringing you to live may not vomit you out. Yes, that's a good one. And I think I just like it. It speaks because, for itself. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's a lot to say there. Plus, I like that he said, well, if you don't, the land's going to you're done. I mean, just like it's going to do for to the-, the Canaanites that are there. Yeah, now. exactly. So. I mean, the the fact that the Israelite people are coming into the land of Canaan as their promised land and God is vomiting out the Canaanites is their just judgment on how they have carried out their exactly. lives. So exactly. you do these things, you will receive God's just judgment mm-hmm. because he is just and he will not be mocked and profaned and profaned, profaned, profaned and defiled in his sanctuary. Absolutely. Like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. He will be revered. Immediate death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and on that note right so the next episode we'll be talking about chapters 21 and 22 and that will be up next monday at 7 p.m eastern standard time so thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode we hope you've enjoyed the time we spent in god's word and we hope to see you next time thanks for listening mm-hmm.